Leave meeting. No. <laughs> <laughs> and deuces. It's been fun, guys. Yeah, you guys missed it. We had an amazing podcast. And sorry. Sorry. No, but hey, this is our installment. Hey, we're, we're, we, I think we should call this series Zooming with the Brothers, man. Since we're all Zooming <laughs> with the Brothers. Zooming with the Brothers. Wait, wait. Are we going to stick with the Zoom platform? Because. You know, we might need this. We might have to switch this up one day. No, maybe teams uh, in with brothers. Teams in with brothers. Ah, yeah. See? Yeah, yeah. Microsoft. Oh. Hey, we, we <laughs> might all be on. We might all be in VR. Unless, we're, unless, we're, unless, unless, unless we're sponsored. Oh. So yeah. we need another name. So no Zoom. It could be Zooming with the brothers, man. Zooming with the brothers sounds good. Like Zooming with the brothers. Zoom, Zoom is a verb now. Let's go. Exactly. There's a lot of things that are verbs and nouns. Uh, here we go. And other forms of grammar. <laughs> no, we're not changing the rules of English just to suit someone's feelings. We're not doing that tonight. Yo, wasn't that, wasn't that Lizzo? No, I don't know. That was, I don't know what that Liz, was. Lizzo is really don't because know. she's a noun now. <laughs> I mean, she's a um, she's an adjective. <laughs> she's an adjective. Oh, what does it mean? How does that work? Being Lizzo or something? Like use that in a sentence. Using using Lizzo I'm... as a descriptor for various types of people. Like, oh wow, they are really Lizzo. Oh, wow, really? Is that how that goes? I don't know. I'm trying to learn something new right now. Yeah, it's, I didn't know yeah. about this. I, I, I'm a, she I'm she had a whole rant. On this one. She, she had a whole rant oh, about really? it, and I'm just like, all right, whatever, bro. Nobody cares. Um, yeah, so let's. I mean, it's been a while. We're, we're all stuck here. You know, Davo's nursing his allergies. Um, it's yeah. got to be something with his genetics. So we don't know. We we let him slide on that one. Um, <laughs> Allergies and we're making it happen though. We're making it happen. <laughs> yeah, so Eric's yes. been Eric and uh G are coming from Atlanta, Georgia. Wow. Top and I are in Houston. Uh, and we're, we're missing Archie's one. in space. He's, he's a ghost, even in the digital world. He's still a ghost. <laughs> so <laughs> we're, we're trying to figure this out. If our Archie can never be an NFT. Because NFTs on the blockchain, so you can you, find them. You read my Archie, mind. You, you, you can't find him unless you go through other means. Of <laughs> Only way you're going to find Archie oh. on the blockchain is if he drops an album on it. <laughs> he drops an no. album no. with, an, with an Envin <laughs> NFT as an album cover. Yeah. So, all right, PB. I need, I need some gems. <laughs> so, like, what's Yo, that's wild. So, so, so fellas. Like, What's so good? Yes. So, what do we think? So, how do we feel about the state of Kizomba in North America? Let's be fair. Like, yeah, North America, right? Um, or just the U.S. Because we can only talk about us. Yeah. I, mean, I really Kizomba don't care what happens America. in Europe because Texas, the state of Texas, is just as big. Just about. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, fair. I mean, facts and fair. <laughs> just no, but um. How, what do we? How do we feel? Like, what's going on? I haven't traveled in years, so I can only okay, see so the Facebook streets. But I'll hmm. the question is: the question is, are we talking about Kizomba? Are we talking about urban? Let's talk about what we can. Uh, are we using about. those as one? Well, I mean, are we talking about those as, as tandem or as if it, separate If it things? wasn't for Kizomba, Urban wouldn't exist. I mean, are we talking about our ancestors or are we talking about us? <laughs> if it wasn't for our ancestors, we wouldn't exist. True, but what's relevant right now? Ancestral music is always relative. 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 <laughs> you don't, uh, go, don't ever. <laughs> don't <laughs> ever. I don't knock. Your hey, wait, let, let me be clear. Let me be clear. I am not. I am not knocking the ancestors. Shout out to the ancestors. They are my. 
I love them. Okay. No issues with the ancestors. Uh, but in regards to this, Kizamba or Urban, we use both. I mean, I would say Kizamba exists in moments and in certain spaces. However, it seems like in everything, it's had its time where it was burning hot like a fiery flame. And now it's just kind of coasting as an existing hold on, hold on existing as an existing dance, just like salsa, bachata, and other forms that were hot at one point. And then other dances came along, burned, burned like fire. And now it's just here in its mainly its local scenes and in a in a few, a handful of um, less than a handful of major festivals, I would say. Now, urban, you know, that's, I think it's kind of the same, actually. I would say urban's kind of in the same space as Kizamba, where it was burning fiery hot. And now it's just kind of like the new hotness, the new, the new chick on the block is the bizook. And uh, it, people fall in love with it. So it is what it is. I don't know if that answers the question, but that's what it looks like so far for me. In certain areas, it's really popping right now. Like they continue consistently doing something, teachers, uh, cl uh, classes, events, parties, stuff like that, weekenders. So it's still alive and it's thriving. You just got to find out where it is and, and make it happen where you want to be at or, or even where you're at. Just got to step up. So, so are you saying Kizoma has become more of a staple dance now? Yes. Only in certain spaces, like major metropolitans. <clears throat> oh, okay. Eric, you look like you have a lot to say. <laughs> I don't have a ton to say. Um, um, what I will say is that I think COVID had an impact on Kizomba, for sure. Um, <clears throat> I think... Kizomba also needs more new blood coming in uh, to the scene. I think that's been a challenge. Always, I think it's always been a challenge with Kizomba over the past, let's say, four or five years. But then COVID kind of made a big dent into that. Um, I think it's, as Gerard said, it's more of a staple dance at the moment. It's not the, not the fiery, hot newness that it was, you know, eight, seven, six years ago. Um but it is still there. I think new blood coming into the scene is definitely needed to keep pumping it to kind of refresh it a little bit. Uh, but it is still there. I mean, there's there there are you know events happening in multiple cities, as Gerard said, the, the major cities I believe are having its own events, especially on the East Coast. Uh, I would say it's more like uh, it's more close knit, right? With with uh, the events usually are like not family oriented, but a lot of friends attend the events or it'll be this, you know, similar people. If you have an event, you know, kind of who's going to be coming, which is actually pretty good because it, it it's more um, conversational rather than just focus on hardcore dancing, like you're training. So that's been nice. Um, but hopefully in 20, in the 2020, you know, I mean, Hey, Sawa Sawa is happening in a couple of weeks. MBKF is happening in about a month and a half. Steel cities happening again. So, you know, hopefully more larger events like that will start to help bring in new blood and, and uh, start to kind of refresh Kizomba a little bit going into 2023. What do you think? Um, what do I think? Um, you were. As a staple, I, I don't know if I agree as a staple now. I, I, I think it's it's, it's to me it still feels like a French kind of dance in terms of there's only small circles that are engaged in Kizomba, even in those cities, right? So like it's still a in every city it's still like a stepchild to every other dance that is existing in that city. That's why I'm trying to think if it's a staple. But I think even with COVID, I think I think it gave um, I think it gave Kizomba a different a, a new boost whereby it's kind of like you know everybody you know 
everybody was having mixed events, mixed events, mixed events uh, a lot of times. And now it's just like, now nah, you're either going to throw a Kizomba event and throw an urban event, you know, and it's not, uh, we're not getting that saturation of mixed events anymore. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how that pans out. Maybe it's just a, uh, Maybe it's just the effects of COVID where people are just, you know, going with what they know and they are sticking in their own lane in that kind of regards and their own crowd. But um, it's, it's gotten fragmented in my, in my own uh, perspective. There's, the circles are smaller. The, 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 you, you know, you see the same faces, like you, you, even with all the events within a space of Kizomba, even with the space of urban kids, it's the same people you see over and over and over and over again in the same events that span the year. So uh, like Eric touched upon, I think there needs to be new blood, um, but dance is cyclical. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. That's how I see it. Cool. Yeah, Leon, what you think, man? I don't know, bro. I can't call it, can't call it. No, but I just I just see um, I, I still see the same thing. It's like uh, I would say Kizomba itself still has its foundational base and it's in its um, in major metropolitan areas where it's a really appreciated um, because you t because you have a tendency to hear more uh, instruments. So to say, not synthesized um, instruments, but also, I think the ability to make the allow people to be performative has left Kizomba its itself, and it only and it only lives or is appreciated in uh, urban. So, based upon what a lot of people enjoy what they like right now and things like that. I definitely would probably say uh, Kizomba's cool. Um, it's become a lot more BIPOC centered. And I think that has contributed to more of, I guess, being less, you can't bullshit as much. I'm gonna start some shit tonight, I think. Probably not, but <laughs> no, it's it's more like because more people of color have gravitated towards Kasomba and Kompa and um, then and urban, it's so to say. Off the <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh, it's not, if you can dance, you can dance kind of thing. Um, and you can't hide it. You really can't hide in Kizomba because it's simple. I didn't say easy. I said simple. <laughs> it's simple. And, and I think that intimidates a lot of people. It's kind of weird. It's almost counterintuitive. Like the simpler something is, the harder it is for a lot of people. Then if something looks really super technical and, a lot of, and it has a lot of flash, um, Less people feel intimidated because they can hide in the noise, right? So I, I look at I look at Kizoma as like a smoldering fire, and then I look at urban as like a flash in a pan. Right now, because it's the new hotness. Everybody's attracted. That's the bright thing everyone sees. Then you have that smoldering or smoldering coals that are just giving off heat, but nobody really wants to be over there because it's not like oh, look at me, I can be seen over here, over there. It's kind of like, it's just dark, but it's warm. So it's kind of like... It's, but, but let's pick up urban. Is urban still the hotness right now? We're talking about America, US. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, because every it's a very urban, good question. Every urban party you go to, they play... I think, okay, part of it also is with the popularization of Afrobeats, like Afro, Afro music, African music, whereby... Now it's like we've been playing all African music in Kizomba parties. Now Urban has to play all this stuff in music because it's pop now. Mm, all this yeah. music is pop now. So 
even even in urban parties, like for example, the amount of compa they play in urban parties now is like, okay, what happened to the whole <laughs> urban EDM movement that you guys had going? You know, you frustrated me for so long with that shit, and then. <laughs> And then now you're playing compa. Okay, good. At least you're playing compa, so I can stay. <laughs> so I was interested in that compa is the universal <laughs> dance that and is always compa agreed upon. In Brazilian Zouk, they play it in Brazilian Zouk too. They play, they like, play compa yeah. at B-Zouk events? Yes. But they don't dance compa though, right? No, they don't dance compa. Yeah, see that is so. <laughs> I have a theory about so, that, but it's gonna be interesting. So that just lets you know that when it comes to not all, but probably most, at least the majority of the bees, a, a, a large portion, if that's what they're doing, they're not actually listening to music. They're not actually listening to music. It just it's just playing, and it they're going there. Yeah, it's. That's unfortunate that, to listen to compa and not dance compa, but to dance Brazilian Zouk. I'm not saying don't dance Brazilian Zouk, do whatever the heck you want to do. But that sounds like a tragedy. It's a, it's a tragedy. Oh, well. You get shot every day, B. I mean, it's true. I, I, just have, I have a theory about that, though, is that Go ahead. people... I don't think people consider Kizomba a sexy dance anymore. Wait, wait, what? Mm. I don't think people, a lot, the vast majority don't feel like Kizomba is a sexy dance anymore. So in, in Salsa, what do you see? It's sexualized. Um, bachata, overly sexualized, right? Um, even in urban, it's sexualized. Bizuk gives the aura or the illusion of sensuality. But if you hear people say, oh, it's just Kizomba, or like, oh, it's traditional, they're like, eh, it's not fun. Because for whatever reason, they don't feel they're they're not, they don't feel connected, or they don't feel like they get they have the ability to be sexy as much. That's my theory. I could be completely wrong. So so just to be clear, when you say the word connected, um, <laughs> connected, right? They don't feel connected in the sexiness of the dance or the lack thereof. Are you saying, and when you say they, like who is they? Like are you referring to men? Let's keep it. Or are you referring to that's a great who 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 are predominantly the population in all these dances? Like who who is they and what kind of connection of the sexiness are they lacking? Is it what are you talking about? Before I get my own thoughts, because this no, it's like because with other dances it looks sexy, right? So but are they actually sexy? Uh, well, but if that's a great sexy. question. But are, are they actually? Oh, are they actually sexy in these so-called sexier dances? Is relative, but they feel. Oh, in the, in the other the, one, the, the so relative. True. Yeah, this is true. There's no 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 pushback on that. This is true. It is relative, but let's take let's take salsa for example, right? Imagine the sexiest Latin salsa dance you can think of. Uh, if you got a name, don't name it. Just just imagine that those people. And the question is, you see that. And you want to be that, but can you be that? And that's a no, because they figured out some kind of way to monetize whatever the heck that is. And you, you can't make that happen for yourself unless you're getting the results that you desire. So the some of the results, the results vary patron to patron, men, women new uh newer dancers older dancers um, either way it goes like you once you get past the the idea of i'm here for the sexiness and just be there for the dance you're typically more fulfilled because the the sexiness 
comes and goes. You're never just consistently sexy. That's not a thing that I've ever noticed for the average human or even the non-average, like the exceptions to the rule. No. So I'm just saying this connection of sexiness. They're, they're just there in the hopes of possibly getting that goal of connection fulfilled one day so that they do not have to hopefully be in that dance again. I mean, that's what it sounds like. I don't what? know who ever caught that, but don't worry about <laughs> it. I think Eric caught that one. Don't worry about what? that. I'm going to keep on going. Mute my mic. <laughs> <laughs> oh man man. yeah i caught that okay (laughs) um let me think about this i i i i think i see where leon was going with that about kizoma not being considered a sexy dance anymore like it used to be i i would tend to agree with that i think with the i can't speak about bizook necessarily and I know Leon mentioned about the some sexualization in salsa. I know Doppel mentioned that a couple of years ago as well. I don't dance salsa enough, um, but I've seen some 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 videos, some clips, some imagery. Um, but I think with with you know, I want to say that like the sensual bachata or the definition of sensual bachata or the the rise of sensual bachata probably came. And Dapo, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, I think it did. Did it come around the in the U.S.? Did it come around the Kizomba time period for us? Oh, earlier, earlier, earlier. It came earlier. Mm-hmm. I just don't remember it hearing about earlier. it much. No, no, no. It was. It's been the man. Central Bachata is really old. But um, I mean, like when you talk about Central Bachata events. Yes, uh, the Bachata. Jorge Alonso started that shit, that stuff for like Jorge and um, Rodney. They used to throw events back in. Those were all sensual events. Okay. Did I go to one of Rodney's events? I don't remember sensual bachata being at his event. But regardless of the fact, uh, I know when I was oh, in the bachata. You, okay, you remember, you remember there was a lot of fusion. There was a lot of bachata fusion. Maybe, maybe I'm mixing it. So there was a lot of bachata fusion. You remember there used to be more than bachata. And they used to be like uh, tango bachata, bachata. Yeah, bachata. but I, yeah, yeah, bachata tango. When uh, my man tried to bring that junk out, um, but even at, at the time period when I heard about bachata tango, or the same weekend that they started teaching kizomba at at Jorge's bachata event. I mean, I do believe central bachata was was in existence around that time period. <clears throat> I don't know how big it was in the U.S. Like the terminology, but regardless of the fact, I feel like sensual bachata right now is a is a large deal. It's a big deal, right? Yes, yes. Um, it it's it's like sensual bachata. I don't remember anyone ever, ever asking me to go, play. I can go as far. I can go as far as like is driving the is driving Congress attendance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Right. Which I I just don't I don't remember that being the name that was or the type of dance central bachata driving attendance back in the day but i do believe there is a there is a a gravity to sensuality of dances whether or not people want to say or the sexuality how you want to say it the sexuality of dances whether they want to say it's true or not true um and i do think that some of kizomba that sexuality has been reduced um definitely and i think that Sensual bachata and other dances. I can't speak to urban necessarily. I can't say that in urban. Okay, I have a theory. I'm gonna say it too. Um, do we think because Kizomba? Do, and I, I think I understand where Leon is going. I think where we say you know Kizomba is no longer sexualized because there are not that many white people dancing it anymore. Yes, I wasn't I was going saying. there with that, <laughs> but you just drew you just drew a straight line to Leon's thoughts for me. <laughs> I, think I was being polite because it's like 
but just yeah, it's, it's yeah, it went it's, over it's, my head, but now I see where you were going with it completely with Dapo. Yeah, uh, because it's illustrating that for me. Time out. I just want to be clear when Dap. No, no, Dapo, keep your mic on. Uh, uh-huh. When you say white people, you mean white people? We're not or... talking about those that blackfish. What? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait, wait, what are you talking about? That was a, that was a new term for me. What are you talking about? about? There's black fishing too, but just in general. I don't know what that is. No, no, no. Okay. Me either. Wait, wait. Okay. Gerard seen, left Houston and missed that. the old new terminology. You've seen it. Because I don't know either. I'll come back to that. I don't know what that is. I learned something new today again. Uh, no, you said white people. I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, the, the, the white the white population in Kizamba has never ever had any form or significance of majority, majority or minority of our microscopic numbers in white men. So you just mean white women. You can pretty say much. it. It's okay. You can say it. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I was just, I was just curious. I was just, I was just curious in regards to it. Um, do you think that now, wait a minute. Are we saying that the sectionists, when it comes to Kizamba, was, I can't agree with that. If, we, if we're saying that the sectionists are implying that the sectionists, when it comes to Kizamba, or the overly sectionists, was due to having a, a portion of the population in the dance community being white, white people, white women, whatever, um, no, no, versus I, when, I, when I say sexiness, it doesn't necessarily mean okay. sexual, right? It, it, it's just another word for being like attention getting and borderline dangerous. It's like you're doing it's no. it's like a, it's like a, a lot of those along those lines of some people who just like oh they they do music videos. Or they do okay. TikToks let me, let in, me, yes. let in me, Africa let me because they way. can get clout for being there, but they're really not there. For let me put reason. it this way. Let us let's let me put it this way. A lot of white women, <laughs> like you said, a lot of white women got clout because they danced Kizomba. A lot right? of them ain't got wait. Repeat that sentence. White, a lot of white women in the dance scene got clout because they danced Kizomba. Okay. Right now that has shifted. They're not, they're not getting as much clout as before compared to other new dances that are popping up. Like the I don't necessarily think it's clout. I just, I just clout, don't think they're being chosen. Penis. No, no. We're, we're, we're not getting, they're not getting chosen as preferred dance partners anymore. I, yes, that's what I'm getting at. So um, when preferences change, money changes as well, right? So people are buying tickets for what? Are they buying tickets for Kizomba events? Who's the majority? The majority of people who buy dance classes are whom? Right? Which demographic? Women, black. And then what are they buying? And I think what are they buying is based upon their perceived sex. And it's like, well, I want to do this because I want to, I can't speak for women. I want to preface that now. But I've heard some say when they dance, they want to feel empowered. They want to feel free. They want to feel like they can move and do whatever. What dance gives that to them now? Bizuk, right? Yes. It fills that star seed need to be one connected with the universe, right? So his name is universe? <laughs> Never mind. Continue. I'm listening. This is great. So, um, I don't know. And so, I mean, but for a while before Silver Brazilian Zook, before Brazilian Zook was as popular as it is now in the U.S., Kizomba allowed people to feel that um, more like a a more connection to music, right? They were able to feel. A lot of people were able to feel oh, I'm doing something with someone who's perceived dangerous, but I'm in a safe environment, right? It, Kizomba was almost taboo for a while. They're like, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be grinding. I'm not going to be that close with anybody. 
And those people who did it are like, oh, look at me. See, I can do this. Da, 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 da. Right. So it was long that perceived danger line, but also known as being safe. And people and like most of most of the people who you who would pay for dance lessons or pay or patronize uh, Kizomba events were mostly white liberals. So I'm going to I'm going to say <laughs> <laughs> Oh man but if if um, if, you, if if I'm wrong please <laughs> step in and say I don't think that's accurate I mean I would say the whole community is liberal that's what I would say I I would say that first at least 90, well, 95, 99%, 90%, 90 without taking the polls. Unless somebody else has a different opinion about what that might look like. Because over the last couple of years, a lot of people have gotten quiet and fallen off the dancing who are perceived as liberal because they were perceived as liberal, but their true colors were shown in light of certain events to out-liberal each other. Go ahead, yeah, go, go ahead, ahead, Eric. Go. I heard you. I saw you. <laughs> go I saw ahead. You. Eric has someone's mind. No, but I was thinking that 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 happened in multiple events, right? I mean, that 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 definitely happened in Bachata as well. <laughs> it's it's part of like it's like part of the. It's part of the curve with dance, though. Yeah, everybody's gonna be like, yeah. "Oh, it's gonna this," and certain things happen, and other people were like, "Well, I'm gonna be here. I won't be associated with that." So they find something else. But you will always have that core that still participate, who still, I would say, did it for the right reasons or learned for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. um, those, those, those in it for the dance are still in it. Yeah, right? and that, nothing's gonna kill that love for dance that they have. Mm -hmm. Because they'll even some that used to come out to our stuff every now and then, I, they don't come out as they hardly ever come out, but every now and then you'll see them still liking Kizomba posts or Urban Post and things like that. They'll still, even on Instagram, they might share something because so the love is still there. It's not, it was a lot of the messiness that's happened like pre, just pre COVID. And then COVID isolated yeah. everybody. It's funny. So they're like, I'm yeah, cool we, with we that. We, we, yeah, we always have to add that COVID caveat to everything because that just, that is, uh, what's it called? Um, what do we, uh, that's a factor. It was a stress <laughs> tester, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, you're right. I think though what what Dapple said. Um, uh, what do we use? It wasn't commonplace. What did we say? Kizomba's. What did you say, Leon? Kizomba is. You say it was a core dance? Commonplace. No, you said it was something else, and Dapple disagreed slightly. <coughs> oh, oh, because um, like it's uh, what's the word? Yeah, I forgot what he the word he I used. I don't remember. Um. Core, they don't recall, but but no. but Doppel disagreed necessarily, and and I and I see where Doppel was going with that too because <clears throat> staple, I think, was what we said, yes, yeah, yeah, staple. Um, that was it. So, I think it's more of so I agree with the word staple, but I think it's it's I don't think it's more of a staple as it's an expectation now of an event should have Kizomba. So like if you go oh, to okay. like an Afro-Latin event or, you know, you expect them to have a Kizomba room. Or if you go to a major city, you expect that you could probably find a Kizomba teacher or a Kizomba party. It's no longer a situation where you have to explain to somebody what Kizomba is and how come you guys don't have any Kizomba events or parties in your area, right? I think... I consider that to be more of a staple. Like it's always an expectation that there will be Kizomba in a major city in some fashion. 
Um, that's kind of how I see it as a, as a staple. I don't know if it's necessarily a staple in terms of everyone wants to dance it, you know, or everyone is interested to some means of dancing it, right? I think you can still play Kizomba at an Afro-Latin party and still have a lot of people not wanting to dance Kizomba or, or sitting down. But I think it's more of a staple is that everyone in the dance scene knows Kizomba now. I think it's still in somewhat the bastard child, right, of large events that are not Kizomba events. But I think at this point, I'm kind of okay with that. I'd rather you not have a Kizomba room or a Kizomba closet at your afro-latin event like just just don't even just don't even do it you know like don't do me no favors by giving me a closet so or giving me people that's going to break my neck dancing with them all night because they want to do the camel walk on my neck so anyways um that's tough that's uh i I think it's a stable turn of the the awareness but I, i still think it's a bastard child when it comes to the dances within the dancing i think you know salsa bachata king and kizoma kind of needs to keep doing its own its own events yeah i agree i want to go ahead i want to circle back to what i meant i want to also circle back to what i meant when i put the um where i put the racial connotation with what is happening because i also think a lot of it has to do with when I started dancing Kizomba, it wasn't a, it wasn't an African person that taught me how to dance Kizomba. You know what I mean? Like it was, you know, it was someone from Europe teaching an African dance, right? Like not having that even available. I think that and that that made it. That was what everybody was gravitating to in the, you know, in the dancing because many people were, you know. Uh, not people of color in, in necessarily, so they gravitated to that because that oh that makes that means I can do it right. Well, every anytime they see someone a person of color doing something, they just feel they just have this barrier. They just have this barrier like oh it's not accessible to, like there's no way I can do what that person is doing. So I'm too intimidated to do. I think women are much more courageous when it comes to dance, but when it comes to men in general especially white men, they don't, it's like, I'm not open to it if I don't see someone else like me doing it. Yeah, so so I agree with you on that, Dapo, in terms of the seeing someone that looks like you being able to, to do something gives you the, yeah. I don't know if it's going to call it courage, but you feel the ability that you can do it as well, right? Yeah, and representation. Different that you kind of have this roadblock. Yeah, I think that's I think that's across the board. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think it, it's across the board because I, you know, I, I give you an example. I mean, if you look at let's take um, dancing Afrobeats, right? Uh, you know, if you see Afrobeats videos. You know, they 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 may get some shares of individuals, not necessarily professionals, but individuals dancing Afrobeats, let's say from Africa, right? Or Nigerian, or just black in skin color. You know, they get some shares, people like it, looks good. But if you're with if you see a white person doing it with them and doing it very well, like people are amazed by it, right? Because it's almost like you expect that the black person would be able to do it, either they grew up with it, whatever it is, and then you see the white person doing it and you have this next level of being impressed because you don't you don't see them as that's their culture. You don't see that that in them, right? So it's a different. So I think it I think it kind of goes both ways. I think everyone, like Leon said, I think we're all conditioned in a certain way where, you know, what you see, you relate to. And if someone that looks like you, you can relate to it. If someone doesn't look like doesn't look like you, it's a little bit harder or you have this small little impediment, maybe small or large, that you have to overcome, right? To relate to it easier. Yeah, I'm with that. It kind of switched gears a little bit because you know, 
a lot of things have popped off over time. And do you guys think hookup culture in the dance scene has been detrimental to Kizomba? <laughs> is that, is that, Gerard, I'm muting this mic real quick. You did too. You pushed the button first. <laughs> I really did. It, it was like, I really did. Uh-huh. So you, so the, just to, your question, do, do I think it, that the hookup culture has been detrimental to the dancing or Kizomba? Could it, could it have been part of the reason why? The Kizomba dancing. Could, could it, yes. No. I think that <clears throat> inherently, I would say no, right? But because <clears throat> it's not necessarily what I want the scene to be. You know, I know starting out Kizomba in Houston, I did a big effort to like not make Kizomba seem like it was a hookup culture because a lot of people in the sauce community, they saw Kizomba as a hookup culture just because whatever, right? Um, because that was the, that was the salsa. That was the salsa, exactly. I didn't want to say it, but yes, it's true. And I think it still is to some, to some point, but it's kind of because it's more of a staple that's kind of been backed down and now you have sensual bachata being huge where you know, the idea is the guy's hand to be all over the woman, whatever it is. Also oh, woman, projection. Woman for, say what? <laughs> Let's be clear. Also their projection. <laughs> Wait, I need you to say I mean, the other that, half that of that, happens, that Eric. Happens in urban too, doesn't it? Eric, can you say the other yeah, half of that? Yeah, I was going to say. So let me back up. So, so Doppel did say something pretty interesting. That is the projection of the community, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. But also said, that, you know, the, the, the man's hands all over the woman and the woman's hands all over there, the man. There we go. Yeah, okay. Big don't, time. Don't, don't, and and, and it's funny how that kind of gets overlooked. Out. Like, people just overlook that aspect of it when it comes to the sensual pachata scene. They just don't see that as a like women's hands over over the men, no, that doesn't exist there. Whatever. Well, you um, know, you know, men don't actually feel pain or anything. Right? Just, <laughs> like, we don't have feelings. Like we don't, we barely have voices. All we do is rule rule shit, but we don't actually control nothing. This, I'm sorry, you were saying this apparently, allegedly. I, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. Speaking about control. Oh God, don't. Can we can we end on this? No, this? no, no. We <laughs> no, don't run all. from adversity. I'm not saying we? run. This America, we these colors don't we run. Haven't, we, we haven't even finished the topic we're discussing. Like we're not. Have we, we ever haven't... finished the topic? Name, name <laughs> one topic that we have. No, we have. Finished. We have. We have. We have finished a few. A most few of them. Topics before. Take the yeah. back. Most of them. Well, I mean like three. <laughs> so look, I mean, if we want to circle back to the main topic, I'll, I'll go ahead and say like, um, wait, where were you going? You, the last thing you left off with was the women putting their hands on men. <sighs> yeah, it's, I mean, we can save that. I think we should save that for another day. Oh, because no, it's a good. It's, okay. I, think, okay. I think we have our own. We should have our own specific podcast dedicated to men's issues. I think it's good. Yeah, I mean, you might have said it would be kind yeah, of funny, talk. but I think we should yeah. have something. No, I mean, like I wasn't joking. Men, especially wasn't... men's issues in the dance. In the dance scene. scene. That's what I meant. Let yeah, me be clear. In men's issues in the dance scene, like specifically. Yeah, yeah. Next time, twenty twenty two edition. Oh yeah, we gonna definitely need Archie oh. for that. I need him to come out. That's fake craft. Yeah. I know. Yeah, <laughs> issues in the dance scene. We gotta, we gotta speak on that one. Because there, there was one of the topics that was suggested. Definitely. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen it in the chat, but those with being accused of behavior or some alleged behavior being allowed back into the dance scene. Oh. So I just, I think that was one of the things that was, I think what was detrimental to a lot of people in the scene right before COVID, it was it was a lot of accusations being levied publicly. And that in that itself, 
is a deterrent for people for new blood coming in, right? Like if you're trying to learn about you, like oh, I like Kizoma, then all of a sudden you see this happening, this happening, this. You're like, what the heck is this? Not saying things shouldn't be aired out, but need to be aired out. It's more like, yeah. After that, since a lot of that damage has been done and it's left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth. And some people have just disappeared off the scene altogether, right? But um, how do we repair that damage or do we even deal with it and just let it be where it was? Um, all right, let, let me, not because you you continued on. I mean, I don't know if you, you're ending the, the, the podcast on a question, but because you asked a question. <laughs> so, um, so, so just to circle back really quick to your previous question about <clears throat> have these type of issues been damaging to the scene? Like I said, internally, I wanted to say yes, you know, the the over the sexualization, let's say, of Kizomba, um, or the hookup cultures, what you said, the hookup culture yeah. hasn't been damaging to the scene. Internally, I want to say yes, but at the same time. Sometimes, as they say, bad publicity is good publicity. And I'm talking about hookup culture. I'm not talking about the other more serious issues, right? Um, you know, the salsa people thinking about Kizomba as a hookup culture, I mean, they still had Kizomba as a, a room at their salsa events, right? Yeah. Um, so I think sometimes, you know, that type of, um, say, using hookup culture, um, I think the people in the dance scene that don't dance Kizoma, they want the hookup culture, right? So it may be an avenue for them to try a new dance because that's what they're interested in. Now in 2022, or I guess in starting in, I don't know, a couple of years ago, hookup culture was a thing. That was like the thing not outside of the dance scene. People were making it so casual that that was a thing to do. So in a way, it's seen as negative, but there possibly could have been some positive publicity for Kizomba by having that as a hookup culture type dance, even though I didn't consider it that. I don't think none of us considered it that. But people who didn't dance Kizomba at the time considered that and tried to join it because they were interested. Hey, um, you know, more power to them. I think the other serious things um, outside of just casually consensual hooking up uh, definitely, you know, deserve their definitely deserve to be addressed right i think when you say about should we be addressing it how should we handle it the more serious items it's tough right because they're very unfortunate um whether it's just an accusation that's unfortunate whether things actually do happen that's unfortunate as well right so it's a um, it's a difficult situation because you don't know, you can't, I mean, none of us are in the legal court. None of us are jury or judge or executioner. Um, so it's real tough. I think mm -hmm. that there is ways to address it. I think there's been attempts to address it. And I don't mean addressing by calling someone guilty or, um, you know, trying to, call somebody out specifically i don't you know there's there's places for that but i think there are other avenues that we could take or we have taken to address these issues and try to address them going forward in the future as well um, so i think there is some accountability there to address the topics because they are real right things happen like that in everyday life not just in the dance world and not just in kizomba but i think that the one thing that was different for me when it came to those items was that in the Kizomba world, it was more vocalized than it was in other dancings. And that was, that to me was also very interesting. And I'm not saying it was bad, people were vocalizing it. I'm just saying that I know these things same accusations happen in other dance scenes where you didn't see them publicly being aired out as much as it was at Kizomba. Not saying it's wrong. 
do you I'm think that it was may- good? I'm just saying that's just the evidence, the black and white of it. And I and I felt that I was at that sometimes intrigued me to understand the psychological the, <laughs> the psychology how what allowed people to feel more comfortable in the dance scene to talk about it and vocalize it compared to other dance scenes. Well, let's look at who I want, I want to ask this question and just kind of just do you think it's because of the people who are being accused? And what oh, that demo, and that demographic was versus what you see in other That's dance a very scenes? good wait, question. Okay, before I, we go, wait, 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 wait. Before we go down this rabbit yeah. hole, are we about to make a brand new podcast? Because it's about to be a brand new podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, be clear. so before, because we haven't actually, you know, sat down and made it a whole. Yeah, let's let's talk about before time. we do that. Tangents is let's, what we Let's do. talk about Tangents. the new direction of the podcast. Like, what do you? What, what do you guys feel like we should just take with this direction podcast? Like kind of like a barbershop talk and just like talk about different issues. Should it be just kind of chill, just like zooming with the homies? Nothing like super crazy trying to solve the world's problems or just like, what do you guys feel? Conversation with the homies in the barbershop. And we and in yeah. the barbershop, we solve the world's problems. Yeah. Typically in the world, in the barbershop. Either we solve the world's problems or we solve our, our each other's problems. We but we talk problems. about problems. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, no, that's what I'm saying. Like in the barbershop, if if it's if it's barbershop talk, then like pre pre COVID barbershop talk or like pre appointment barbershop talk. You're like back in the cut when you got to be there for three hours and wait. Yeah, right? you had to put your name on the list and you just sitting down. I don't want those days to come back, but we can talk His about. His name it. is Clay. I don't call him Clay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, like but this. In my opinion, I would say that, um, you know, we address everything when it comes to dancing, comes to life, comes to whatever. There should be no limits for us. I agree. I think we should do it like I think we should do the same thing. I mean, we shouldn't feel concerned to, to, to be candid in our discussions or things we shouldn't want to necessarily address. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm open for it. I think we should try to, you know, try to keep it surrounded by a topic so we can make it as an episode volume. So people know what the topic is, like we did before. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with Gerard on this one. Double what say you? I heard it. All right. All right, cool. Well, I'm going to stop this recording and we can start a new topic if you guys want. I think we should because that one. That one's gonna go 